0: and welcome to Everything Korean with D, your weekly gateway to the captivating world of Korea. I'm your host Donna, and I'm thrilled to take you on this enchanting journey as I discover all about various Korean topics. If any of the events in the drama start to affect you, reaching out for support can be an essential and empowering step. Whether you're dealing with stress, loss, or any challenging situation, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Connecting with friends, family or professionals can provide you with different perspectives, guidance and a safe space to express your feelings. Remember, you don't have to go through tough times alone. Sharing your experiences and emotions with others can lead to valuable insights, emotional relief and a path towards healing and resilience. It's with immense gratitude I extend my heartfelt thanks to all of you from every walk of life. Your unwavering support and dedication to tuning in from every corner of the world is a testament to the incredible bond we share through these podcasts. Whether you hail from the vastness of America, the picturesque landscapes of Europe, or the lively cities of Asia, your presence enriches the global community. Your continued listenership is the driving force behind my passion, and it inspires me to bring you the very best in entertainment. I want to express my sincerest thanks for being a part of my journey and for allowing me to be a part of yours. Here's to the beautiful diversity of my listeners and to many more shared moments together. So what are we waiting for? Let's go and unpack episode four of Week Hero Class One. So at the end of the last episode, we saw the gang making their escape and they've taken Suo and Bumsuk and emptied the building before the cops have come. Gilsu's absolutely furious and calls Sukday to meet at another location to bring Young Yi, as he's worked out it was one of them. Gilsu says that he has Song Chan with him, so he must be related to somebody, and I'm going to assume it's to Young Yi or she's taken him under her wing or something. But now we see a side of Sukday that we hadn't seen before, and that he's actually protecting someone, as he asks Young Yi to lay low in a hotel and said he's going and not to follow him. So I wonder if he's feeling a bit guilty about the fact that he's brought these people with him into this gang life and he hadn't intended to and perhaps he doesn't even like being in himself. Or with Shun as he's still in the building that the gang have abandoned and he calls Young Yi as he knows that she'll be able to help him find his friend. She asks him to follow her on an app that will show the GPS location of where she is and says bring the cops. So she then tells them where they are and as he scans the room... Looking at the blood on the floor, you can almost feel the regret of for him bringing others into this. Well, the gang now are holed up at some abandoned fairground, and Suho and Bumsuk are there tied up. And eventually, Suho has come round, and he's using his wit to get him into more trouble, as usual, as he makes comments. This seems a lot like Suho's character is very full of wit and humour, and he uses that to cover up any fear that he's feeling. You know, you show your fear, and they'll be all over you. After following Young-Yi's instructions, Shiun has arrived at the place where the gang are, the fairground. He gives the police a call to make sure that they're truly coming. A little side note about why the police may not be coming is because like most countries around the world, South Korea has grappled with issues related to gangs. While South Korea is known for its economic prowess and technological advancements, it has not been immune to the challenges posed by organised crime and corruption within law enforcement agencies. Gangs, often referred to as KB, have been a presence in South Korea, engaging in various criminal activities such as extortion, drug trafficking and illegal gambling. These gangs have sometimes operated in the shadows, making it difficult for law enforcement to root out their activities entirely. Moreover, instances of police corruption have come to light, with allegations of officers being involved in bribery, covering up criminal activities or having associations with criminal organisations. The South Korean government have made efforts to combat these issues by implementing stricter anti-corruption measures and strengthening law enforcement's ability to combat organised crime. Addressing the complex challenges of gangs and police corruption requires continued vigilance and reform efforts to uphold the rule of law and maintain the trust of the public in the justice system. So Gilsu's now about to deal with suk De, and suk just says, beat him, because I think he'd rather take a beating than his crew but my honest opinion is I feel like they'll all get a beating no matter what. And this also feels like the start of a mutiny by Sukday and his crew. A mutiny within gangs can often be sparked by their struggles and disagreements over criminal activities or their desire for a change in leadership or they don't like the leadership. So when gang members rebel against their leaders, it can lead to violence and instability within the group and potentially weakening their criminal operations. I mean, these conflicts can often result from a lack of trust and loyalty, which further highlights the volatile nature of the gang dynamics. Gilsu spends the next few minutes pummeling Sukday with a metal bar, teaching him a lesson, obviously, in front of all the other gang members. And he also asks for Jung Yi to be taken away, because he's obviously going to deal with her later. He then tells Sung Chan to come forward and asks how old he is. And he says he's 14. He says, oh, you're going to take the rap for stabbing some people. So that's obviously going to be Suho and Bumsuk. Minors within gangs often find themselves taking the blame for crimes due to a combination of factors. Firstly, their vulnerability and impressionability make them easy targets for manipulation by adults or their older peers. Secondly, the legal system may treat juveniles more leniently, leading others to believe that they'll face lighter consequences. Additionally, minors may lack a thorough understanding of the consequences of their actions, making them more likely to be caught and less equipped to navigate the complexities of the criminal justice system. Gilsu now has Suho, Bumsuk and Young Yi, and he's deciding who he's going to stab. And he decides to pick Suho and is about to stab him and out of nowhere, Sukde just grabs Gilsu and launches him across the yard. It really looks like Sukde has had enough of this life but I feel this is not going to end well for him. But Sukde wants a one-on-one but I think suk underestimated what Gilsu can do. And, predictable, Gilsu uses a knife to get the upper hand. It looks like it's over for suk as he's been sliced once by Gilsu, but then out of nowhere, Young-yi hits Gilsu over the head. That was a brave move by Young-yi, but she's just protecting suk like an older brother, I suppose. Everyone seems to be underestimating Gilsu. He's managed to get hold of Young Yi now and she nearly didn't make it as Gilsu has her by the throat and is almost out of breath until all of a sudden sirens start scaring everyone off. Xion arrives and gets Suho and Bumsuk out of their bind. But here we see a clever move made by Xiun, because the sirens were in fact his phone, not the real police. And the gang have found his phone so they now start attacking Suho, Xion and Bumsuk. But Suk Day, Young Yi and Sung Chan They decide to run away and leave them. This is just self-preservation and I don't blame them. At this point, they've sealed their own fate by going against Gilsu and everyone else. Gilsu obviously has his loyal gang members and they're there ready to beat everyone up quite happily. As Sukde and the other two are making their escape, they find the real police around a corner so they're really nearby to where everyone else is. Gilsu has managed to take a swipe at Xi'an and catches his face and you see the shock look on Xi'an's face as he realises that this is probably it. But again, just as Gilsu is about to do more damage, the police finally catch up to the gang. With one police officer pointing a gun at them all, telling them not to move. He doesn't look like he's much, to be honest. But Gilsu uses one of his own to distract them and he runs. But Xi'an's not having it and he gives chase. Got no idea what he thinks he's going to do. By now he must know that he's got no way to overpower Gilsu unless again he uses all his tricks and techniques but so far that hasn't worked for him or anyone with Gilsu because Gilsu carries the knife. Gilsu thinking he's got away takes a deep breath and Shion appears and he's really peeved about it but Shion starts walking towards him and grabs a stick and starts just launching at him and attempts to take on Gilsu but of course he still has the blade and there's just no way that Shion's going to beat him. But Suho arrives and he decides he wants to teach Gilsu a lesson, which doesn't go as planned. After a bit of to and fro, Gilsu's now got Suho by his throat. But this time, Shion does something and he gets his belt to get Gilsu off of Suho. I mean, he's one brave lad. He keeps going. Maybe because of his guilt, the fact that Suho's already been beaten across the head and having to go through this all because of him. And we all know that Gilsu is much stronger than he looks, and he's managed to get Shiyun off. These two must learn by now that there's no way they're going to beat Gilsu. But Shin's brain starts working, and he sees a block, and he grabs it. And whilst Gilsu has got his back to Shiyun, Shiyun hits his knee and knocks him to the ground. And at this point, Suo takes the finishing kick right to his face. With these two never having had to work together before to do anything like this, and a new friendship, they really showed a good amount of teamwork, to be honest. And now with Gil-su finally out cold, xun has been able to use his belt to tie his arms behind his back. And the police come and they've got the entire gang, including Suk day He manages to get Young Yi and Sung Chan to run off without him and decided he was going to take the rap. The three friends are reunited after the events, near the back of an ambulance. Suho so obviously going to go to hospital to have his injuries treated. And whilst they're waiting, Shion and Bumsuk are being asked to go to the police station to give their statements. Every member of the gang, including Gilsu and Day, are there, all in handcuffs, giving their versions of events. Both Shion and Bumsuk are in a separate room and they're alone for a moment. And Shun apologises to Bumsuk. He said to Bumsuk, You're right, Suho got hurt because of me. A man comes in dressed in a suit, maybe a lawyer for the two or someone. And he says that the two of you have been kept out of the case. I've spoken to the police chief. Your parents don't know about it. And you may go. But even after all this, Shun turns around to this guy and says it's Gil Sue's fault. The others are innocent and tells them to go lenient on them. With Shun now gone, Bumsuk's on his own with this gentleman. And Bumsuk looks really concerned. And he says, have you kept it from my father? And he says, no. And he said, I asked you to keep it from my father. And this guy just says, come on, let's go. I have a really uneasy feeling about this guy and I can't put my finger on it. But I'm sure we'll find out soon what's going to happen. As Shun's walking out of the station, he passes Sukday, who makes a comment to him and says, one day we'll have to eat together. Perhaps he's feeling regret and wants to make peace with him. Young Yi is outside the station waiting for someone to come out so that she can find out how Sukde is. She must have a lot of concern and feel like he's an older brother or something to her. We're seeing a really vulnerable side of Young Yi now, and she's all alone because Young Chan's gone home. But I think that somehow Xiun's going to end up helping her, or she tags along with Xion. Bumsuk and this lawyer person are in a room and they're closing the blinds, and they've got Gilsu in the room, who's in handcuffs. And he tells Bumsuk that the assemblyman wants Bumsuk to do to Gilsu the same as he did to him. So, Bumsuk and I, and I'm sure everyone else, i have really confused what on earth's going on at the moment. And this person just starts beating on Gilsu, showing Bumsuk how to do it. You treat him like a sandbag, you do this and you do that, and keeps prompting Bumsuk to do the same thing. Of course, Bumsuk's not that type of person. He doesn't want to do it. But Gilsu starts taunting Bumsuk, saying, You can't do it. You don't seem to be able to do it. Gilsu's taunting Bumsuk so much, but Bumsuk doesn't cave and he just walks out. Because he's just not that type of person to do that. How is this person related to Bumsuk? There's something there, the assemblyman with a lawyer helping Bumsuk, talking to the police chief, getting them out of trouble. Something seems odd here. So, Suho's in hospital, being checked over after his beating. He did take a quite a bang to the head and some damage to his arm. And Shun has brought Young Yi with him to make her apologise to him, which she did a bit half hearted a blase as if it didn't matter. They're discussing how things went at the police station, and Shion says, I don't know if it's a good thing, but Bumsuk's father's covered it up. Ah, okay. Now we know why this gentleman helped Bumsuk. The assemblyman is Bumsuk's father, and he's covering it up what has happened to the three friends by not involving them in the case and offering to pay Suho's hospital bill. It's now started to make a little bit more sense why some random person would help them out. And it also explains a lot why Bumsuk is so shook up why his father hasn't been kept out of it. The next few minutes are absolutely hilarious as Young Yi, Suo and Xun sit around on the hospital beds after Young Yi invites herself to stay next to Suo. I said she'd tag along and get help from them. Young Yi jokingly claims Xian as hers and that she belongs to him and locks arms with Shun. Doesn't like that very much, but of course Suo cannot miss this opportunity to tease Xun and the tension about everything that has happened fades away from them in that moment. After Shun arrives home, he just stands in his doorway, and for a good 30 seconds, he's just stood there, staring. And it seems like in this moment that Shun's started to show some emotion because he goes back to the hospital with some ox knee bone soup, something that Suho had craved when he sat in the back of the ambulance after his beating. He also brought a little something for Young Yi as well, and she looks shocked about what she's received. Suho seems in complete disbelief because he can't understand this warm-hearted emotion that Shun's showing. He's saying your eyes, the way you speak, your face, it just feels strange. And then there's this silence. And then slowly, he smiled. He actually smiled. I am still in shock. It took a minute for me to compose myself. I was smiling from ear to ear myself. I just felt so warm in this moment that the walls have cracked and Xion has got these emotions and he smiles. We've needed to see this emotion from Xin. It's amazing. I'm still in shock, and I think everyone else was. I know Suho was. His reaction was just eyes wide, mouth gaping. After such a monumental moment with this happiness with Xun and the smiling, I thought the episode was going to end on quite a high. But I was so wrong and I've gone from happy to almost tears. We're at Bumsuk's house and he's in his father's study. And as we know, his father's the assemblyman. And His father's got Bumsuk in his boxer shorts and standing in front of him. Bumsuk is sobbing and you can tell that something's going to happen to him at this moment. His father reaches into his golf club bag and takes out a golf club and says, what are you waiting for? And we watch as Bumsuk gets on his hands and knees and his dad starts hitting him on his backside. I presume we can't see with a golf club. And he does this repeatedly whilst Bumsuk is absolutely bawling. Of course, another exciting episode, lots of ups and downs and I'm glad the gang was dealt with in this episode, but my suspicions are we haven't seen the last of Gilsu, and the three friends are really bonding closer now, and the roller coaster of emotions in the last few minutes was something else. I'm absolutely over the moon that Shun has finally let his guard down and allowed himself to be happy for once, and I think even Suho felt that. But then to be brought back down to Earth with an almighty crash, finding out about Bumsuck and the way his father punishes him, was devastating. In the next episode, I hope to see the three friends getting closer even more and that Bumsuk opens up and tells them about his home life and they help him through it somehow. I look forward to dissecting the next episode with you guys and I'm hoping that things are going to get a lot better for them all. If you've loved what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and helps me improve. I'll be back next week with another exciting episode, so stay tuned and keep spreading the word about my podcast. Remember, you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep striving, stay curious and keep being your awesome selves. Until next time, take care, stay inspired and keep listening to Everything Korean with D. Ta-ta for now.